mama friend it's so good to see you welcome to the next episode of generation on a mission i am so glad you are here today is going to be a two-part episode because well it's a lot to unpack and your girl can get kind of chatty. So, side note, I happen to have a toddler, but these episodes are great for anyone with human children of any age or um, a dog, maybe. I have a dog that this applies to. So, if you have a human child or a dog, this episode is for you. In these episodes, I'm going to share some vulnerability with you that has actually helped me to shape my parenting and see interactions with my kids in a different light. This mindset change was much needed for me and is currently still needed because, hey, I am so far away from being the perfect parent. Lately, it seems like I've been losing my patience a little bit more with my toddler. I mean, he is three now, which is a whole new level of toddlerness. And I know, I know every parent out there can relate. The threes are so much worse than the terrible twos. I've heard it before, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, I see it. But here's me on this parenting journey. I've been focusing so much on making sure I try to use the right strategies, focusing so much on making sure that I'm growing our humans to be kind. I'm modeling the right things, disciplining enough, but you know, not being too hard on them, being the person my kids need me to be. You know, like all the things. And it's hard sometimes. And sometimes it has me feeling all, all the overwhelm, which leads to those ah, moments where my patience is just done. It's done. And perhaps this is you sometimes too. You just want what's best for your kids and you want to be the best mom you can be but sometimes mamahood's just got you down because you're not sure what to do or how to do it and plus your kids aren't acting the way you taught them (laughs) and well that's not a great feeling but it's a hundred percent normal but how do you fix it so in this episode i'm sharing the three questions that i ask myself as different situations throughout my day arise with my toddler that help me keep my patience in those moments and help me to see parenting from a different perspective. So in this episode, I'm going to share my first three questions, my reflective questions, and I'm going to share my other three in my next episode, which is part two coming later on this week. It's a lot to take in. Grab a pen, pencil, a note, whatever, and let's get started, shall we? Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Shaw, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So I was in the car the other day thinking about how frustrated I was with myself as a parent because I wasn't being the mom that I wanted to be. And I began reflecting on the question of why am I getting so frustrated lately? And I had this little epiphany. This thought popped into my head, so I wrote it down. And what I wrote was, I'm getting frustrated with my kids because their agendas aren't aligning with my agendas. Like sleep, for instance. I get frustrated with my baby because his sleeping isn't aligning with mine and it's not his fault. So is it really worthy to get frustrated over that? Probably not. 
which is way easier said than done when you're mentally exhausted, but they just want things when I don't want them to want them. Like they want things when I'm making lunch or I just sat down and they need my attention or I'm trying to watch church and my baby keeps trying to scale the table or I taught my son how to use his manners already. Why isn't it sticking? All of those situations are interruptions in my agenda and I think that's why I get so frustrated as a parent sometimes and perhaps you can relate. Sometimes intentional parenting isn't the most convenient thing to do when I have other things on the agenda, but my own agenda. My toddler doesn't know my agenda, and even if he does, he doesn't have the self-control or awareness yet to adhere to my agenda. So he's not operating on the same agenda that I am, and he shouldn't have to be because he's a small human. He has different needs. But thinking about this led me to some other realizations that I've had throughout my parenting so far, and it had me thinking about other times throughout my day where I might need a mindset change because I'm losing my patience. Because I'm not seeing parenting through my kid's lens. I'm looking at them through my own lens instead, and that can be a problem. And a lot of times as parents were like, gosh, I just don't have the energy because my kids won't listen. My kids won't listen. How do I get my kids to listen? And sometimes I have news. It's not on them. It's on us as parents to change our ways and our hearts, not necessarily our kids' ways, but we need to change our mindset. But I'm constantly having to ask myself, is my toddler trying to intentionally drive me crazy? Or am I losing patience because my expectations are aren't where they need to be. And it's hard to put that into practice sometimes, but it's an essential question that I need to ask myself when I find myself being short fused with my little one. So with that being said, here are my first three questions that I continually ask myself to keep my actions in check. When those frustrating situations arise that leave me wanting to scream at my toddler rather than addressing his needs. That's right, sometimes I need to take a step back and realize in this moment, my toddler has needs that I just may not want to identify at the present time. I have my own agenda and my toddler is interrupting that. But these questions help me to continually better myself as a mom, increase my patience during those trying situations, and not to mention, hello, mom guilt, ever heard of that? It helps decrease that because I'm not flying off the handle as often when I put things into his perspective instead of my own perspective. So let's dive on into the questions, shall we? Question one, when my toddler asks if he can do something, I ask myself, why am I telling my toddler no in this situation? Or in other words, if I can't answer why not with a worthy reason, I let him explore. And I actually read that somewhere and I put it into practice and I, I'm finding that it's it's actually successful. Because a lot of toddlerhood is, mama, can I do dot dot dot? Because you know toddlers, you know kids in general. Kids love to get their hands on anything. They love to explore. And typically my initial reaction would be, no, honey, you sure can't. And I'm talking about the silly things that would just annoy me like, hey mama, can I put raspberries on my fingers before I eat them? Before repositioning my mindset, I honestly would have just given him a good old fashioned nope and hit him with a reason such as foods for eating, not for playing. But then I got to thinking, what's the harm in doing it? Nothing. He's still eating his raspberries. It's not creating a mess. He's happy doing it and things aren't getting out of hand, so well, why not? Manners, that's why. But that's why I have to remind him that we only do this at home because we still wanna use our manners at the table, especially when we're out and about. He can do it, but I do have boundaries when I say, yeah, you can do it, but there's gonna be limits. Another example, and this one might be a little controversial, is jumping on the bed. What toddler doesn't like to jump on their parent's bed? When he initially figured out that the bed was bouncy and decided to jump on it on his own accord, 
My initial reaction was, eh, I prefer you to not. And I did tell him no, but then I thought, well, you know, it's good for him to get out that energy. So again, I said, sure, but there's going to be some limits to it. I told him that he can jump only when mom and dad are back there as long as he stays in the middle of the bed and that he only jumps on our bed. And he knows that he only jumps on our bed and he doesn't jump on anyone else's bed without permission. Another one. Can I play in the recycle bin, mama? Uh, Yes, absolutely. There are lots of things you can build in there, so explore away as long as you clean up your mess when you're finished. And what I've found from doing this is that he's been so much more likely to comply when I tell him no, because if I do tell him no, it's for a legitimate reason. He's a kid and he needs to explore, but there's also nothing wrong with setting limits as he does explore. And I'm also continually having to ask myself, am I telling him no because of something that goes against how I was raised or taught or because it's something that's just inconvenient or annoying for me? Like, no, I don't want you to jump in the puddle even though we are right outside our house and it's bath night because I don't want to clean you up. It's not on my agenda. If I'm saying no because of a reason that's just inconveniencing me and not one that is preventing him from damaging something or teaching him bad habits or hurting him or someone else, then is it worthy of a no? I personally don't think it is, but I'm just throwing it out there as food for thought for you. Now I know you could say, or at least sometimes I tell myself, Michelle, it can turn into bad habits though. You're forgetting that. No, no, no. That's why he asks me before he does something. And if he asks me if he can do something and he does it without a response from me, I always tell him, I don't mind if you do it, but you need to wait for a response from me. And if he can't wait, then he doesn't get to do it until the opportunity presents itself again and he shows me that he can wait. All right, question number two, as an adult, How would I feel if that happened to me or a similar situation happened to me? Sometimes our kids get mad at the weirdest things and sometimes they react in very bold ways. Like for instance, scream crying when his dad tells him that he can't grab the tomato slice with his fingers because he hasn't put two and two together that he can just pick it up with a fork. Little bodies have big emotions and like I referenced before, they haven't been taught how to cope with their emotions just yet. So they react in a big way. And sometimes our initial instinct as parents is to just tell them it's not that big of a deal. Stop screaming. You don't need to cry about it. I've seen parents lose their patience over things like this. And heck, even I've lost patience over something like this. If it's something that I'm not in the mood to deal with or help them through, then a quick snap reaction to tell them to stop screaming it is. And that's not really fair to him. But again, to help me work past this mentally, I have to put myself in his shoes. If that situation happened to me, how would I feel? For instance, I was cleaning today and I accidentally knocked over a potted plant. And I about screamed some profane things in front of my toddler because I was so upset. We were getting ready for a party and I was angry that I knocked the plant over to begin with, but I was even more upset that it interrupted my agenda because I didn't have time to clean. I didn't want to make time to clean up all the soil that came out when I knocked it over. And that's a situation that happened to me as an adult. It took a lot for me to stop myself from screaming And instead, I just said angrily, I'm really angry that I just knocked that down and I want to scream, but I'm not going to (laughs) like that. Those words came out of my mouth. And of course, in my true fashion, I lingered on it before I could finally move on. And then I thought to myself, Michelle, you know, if you knocked this plant over and wanted to scream, imagine how a little toddler feels when things aren't going his way. Should I honestly expect him to hold it together when this happens to him and then get upset at him when he doesn't? Absolutely not. 
And to give you a more concrete example in toddler lingo, imagine him getting frustrated when every time he plays with his new motorized train that he got for his birthday because his brother wants to be all over it. It's an argument every single time and justifiably so. But before I tell him that he needs to share and get over it or I'm taking the toy away, I just have to think about a similar situation from an adult's perspective. For instance, if I were sweeping and my husband kept trying to take the broom away from me to clean, I would be so angry. I'm, I'm just kidding. But see, I told you I'm a mess behind the mic. I am. But seriously, if I was trying to do a puzzle or something and my husband just kept taking pieces away from me or if he kept trying to put all the pieces in for me, Yes, I get frustrated, but the only difference is that I know how to communicate my frustrations um, most of the time. <laughs> Just ask the hubs and I know he'll agree that I don't even have a good grasp on communicating my emotions sometimes and I have to remember that my toddler is still learning as well. The same thing goes if he keeps building something and it keeps falling down. That can land him in Meltdown City. Do I necessarily want to hear the meltdown? No, not at all. But if he's feeling that right now, I need to see it through the lens of, you know what, if that happened to me, I'd probably be frustrated too. And instead of threatening to take it away or tell him to get over it when he screams, I tell him I understand he's frustrated and that helps me from getting frustrated at the situation myself. And plus, it builds empathy in our relationship and empathy creates respect and what comes with more respect? More obedience. But I do want you to keep in mind that this is where teaching emotions comes into play. However, before we can do that, we have to understand that sometimes things happen in our little one's lives that frustrate them. And before we get frustrated at our little ones for being frustrating, we need to ask ourselves, how would we feel if we were in that situation or a similar situation? All right, last question for the day. Question number three. I have to ask myself, if I was in that position, do I know what I am doing is wrong? Or in other words, have I been taught or do I understand and can apply that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing? And that's from the lens of my toddler. Like I mentioned before, toddlers aren't always aware of their actions or how their actions impact others. They aren't even aware of the situation going on around them sometimes. Their agenda is to just be a kid. They are still learning right from wrong. So in some instances, I have to ask myself, am I losing patience because my toddler is actually doing something he knows is wrong? Or am I losing it because he should know it's wrong and it's actually just him being a toddler and he hasn't learned how to master that skill yet or he's just exploring? Take interrupting though, for example. We were in the car today again and our toddler loves to talk to no end. <laughs> and my husband and I were like literally in the middle of a conversation, ironically, about the topic of this podcast. And my toddler just starts talking <laughs> out of nowhere, like he always does, asking daddy, hey daddy, is that store that we just passed Valvoline? Like I was mid-sentence. And that was a teachable moment on interrupting. And yes, that was the perfect time to teach him his manners. But I could have snapped at him and said something like, how many times do I have to tell you to not interrupt? And like my blood is boiling when that point comes to me. And I'm like, I told you all the time not to interrupt. But it's how I handle that. I had to put things into his perspective. But if I said, how many times do I have to tell you not to interrupt? That would have ended him in tears. So instead, I had to take a step back and think to myself, you know what? He was so focused on Valvoline that he didn't even hear me talking to his dad. He doesn't have that awareness yet. And he was just so dang excited about telling us that we passed Valvoline. I mean, it's the little things. <laughs> and it was so much easier to keep my patience when I thought of it from that perspective. 
I took that as an opportunity, though, to say, yes, you're right, buddy, that is Valvoline. But I was talking to Daddy at the time. I know you're so excited about Valvoline, but do you think we can use our detective skills next time to make sure everyone is done talking before you share something exciting with us? That's a much more patient, positive way to phrase, please don't interrupt me when I'm talking. Another example is we are growing a tomato plant right now, which is successfully so far, haha, <laughs> win for me. I, I don't have a green thumb, but... When we were playing on our deck next to the plant for the first time, he got curious and started touching the plant in the soil and I wanted to like scream because I'm working so hard on growing my first ever tomato plant. So ain't nobody gonna be touching mama's tomato plants, you know? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Anyway, instead of yelling at him to stop touching the plant and playing in the soil, I had to remind myself he's just exploring. Take a deep breath, Michelle. I can't get mad at him for just being a toddler. So instead, I did use it as a teachable moment and I taught him about the plant and what the tomatoes were gonna look like and how the tomatoes grow. And then we were able to get out some soil and do a digging activity with it. And now he knows how to gently touch the plant when we're out there. And he likes to help me water the plant and he knows why we don't play with the plant. And he still got to get his hands dirty, which is a win-win. But again, I have to remind you that there are some things where repeat offenses need redirection and consequences, but if it's just exploration and not testing limits, I have to remember to tell myself that he is just doing what toddlers do and I cannot fault him for that. So you made it through the first three questions. Now to recap, so you can reflect on those and ask yourself when your little ones are doing all the things that are driving you bonkers, here they are. Number one, if he asks to do something or if he's just doing something, before you tell him not to do it, ask yourself, do I have a legitimate reason for saying why not? If you can't come up with one, let him explore, but don't be afraid to put limits on it. Number two, don't be afraid to put yourself into his shoes. If a similar situation happened to me as an adult, how would I want to respond? Or how would I feel if I was in that particular situation myself? Lastly, number three, think like a toddler. <laughs> that's important. Why am I doing this? Have I been taught not to do this yet? And if I have, am I able to apply it just yet? Is it developmentally appropriate for me to be doing this? If I am able to apply it, why is it not sticking? Is there more to it? And sometimes you have to look at the situation and ask yourself why it's not sticking. He may not be developmentally ready, but keep teaching him anyway. But then again, there might be a different reason worth exploring too if he's still not listening. But that's all for this episode. Stay tuned for part two later on this week. And of course, if you learned something new about yourself as a mom this week or you gained new perspective, I would absolutely love for you to hit me up with a review on iTunes. And don't forget to screenshot this week's episode, share something you learned, tag me in your stories on Instagram at Michelle Schaff, and I'll share it in my stories and we can keep dropping some parenting knowledge together. All right, I pray that you guys have the most blessed week. And I will see you soon for part two. Bye. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Schaff, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.